What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Film Find. I'm Adam Portress. Flying solo. Holy crap. Yeah. Basically, uh, Matt is working a whole hell of a lot uh, this weekend with his graduate program. I'm intelligent. I'm a scholar. Good job, guy. <laughs> I'm giving him shit, but... Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be flying solo on the show. It's going to be a short show. Uh, we've got uh, regular Film Find 5s coming at you uh, this week, uh, Monday through Friday. So uh, you should be downloading this episode and a Film Find 5 episode, as well as other Film Find 5s coming uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Even though I am going to be out of state, you are still getting podcast every single day. Uh, and that is the... Uh, measly commitment that we want to give to you guys um so at least you'll have something uh today i'm gonna be uh it's gonna be like i said it's gonna be a quick show i'm gonna do a little uh, what you've been watching talk about a couple of movies i've seen i haven't watched a whole hell of a lot lately but uh, the big to do is we're gonna be reviewing the last oh, we it's me <laughs> i'm gonna be reviewing the last exorcism 2 uh should you actually have gone out to see this this weekend if you did you know the answer to that question. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little break. Uh, it, it's going to be a very freeform show. That's why we got kind of the uh, the hippie canned heat going. So uh, we'll chill with that. Uh, take a little break and we'll be right back, guys. Women is on time. Babe, I could show warm you up. No shit, baby. I can dig it. Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. Breathing down your neck. Damn! Damn! Girl, this motherfucker's got rhythm, haven't you? <laughs> I've got an all-girl army that knows what to do. They'll fox as hell and practice kung fu. I put my finger in the ground and turn the whole world around. You know, you're still the best man that I know in bed. I'm waiting for Dolomite. For who? Dolomite, motherfucker, you. And tell him I want him out of here in 24 hours. And 23 of them are already gone. God damn, mama, this show is a spooky joint. Yes, I'm Dolomite. I'm the one that killed Monday, whooped Tuesday, put Wednesday in the hospital. Called up Thursday to tell Friday not to bury Saturday on Sunday. I'm the one that had the elephants roosting in trees and all the ants wearing BBD. From the first to the last, I give them the blast so fast that their life is passed before their ass has even hit the grass. See me uptown, downtown, crowned and renowned. Delayed, relayed, mislaid, and parlayed. Hatch, match, snatched, and scratched. Whack, jack, smack, crack, 
bootblack, blackjack, racetrack, and flapjack, and still coming back. If you crave satisfaction, this is the place to find that action. Coming to this theater as this next attraction is the picture that will put you in traction. Dolomite, starring me, Rudy Ray Moore, as Dolomite, and that bad Durville Martin as Willie Green. Dolomite, Dolomite. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone everybody we are back from the break um i'm gonna do a little bit of uh what you've been watching i haven't been watching a whole hell of a lot um i think mostly i just want to talk about this real quick um i watched uh, waiting for guffman again uh this weekend and uh golly that movie still holds up uh, all of christopher guest movies still really hold up quite well uh, if you haven't seen Waiting for Guffman, it's uh, one... I don't know. I don't have IMDb in front of me. Like I said, folks, this is a uh, laid-back, free-form show. So I don't have IMDb right open in front of me or anything. But I think uh, it was one of his first, if not his first, uh, you know, kind of big foray into the um, into the world of uh, movie-making, Christopher Guest. And uh, it, it's still it's still quite good. Holds up really well. It's still the all. If you've seen any of uh, Christopher Guest movies, you know his ensemble cast. And it's also fun to watch a couple other people, like uh, you know David Cross has a small bit in it. Um, I think you see Bob Odenkirk in the background somewhere. So um, you know it's 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 hilarious. It, it basically, it's about a uh, a small town uh, celebrating its 150th anniversary. And the uh, the towns, um, I like to call him the resident gay. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a wife. Well, he he says he has a wife and everything, but no one's ever seen her. And uh, but he he's come from New York and done some very off 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 Broadway things. And uh, he's produced some of the towns uh, some of the towns musicals and whatnot. And um, they decide that they're going to let him put on the big giant thing for the 150th anniversary talking about the um the the founding of Blaine which is the uh the place that they're uh, celebrating um Eugene Levy is is uh helps him co-write and is is in it as well as Parker Posey and you know just everybody except for Harry Shear we we have pretty much his entire stable of Catherine O'Hara and like everybody but Again, it's one of those things. If you've seen it, I don't need to tell you anything about it. And if you haven't seen it, what the hell's wrong with you? Get out there, see it now. I mean, if you could do better than Fred Willard, I'd like to see you try. I, I would, I would, I would like to see you try to do better than Fred Willard. I don't think you can. Um, let's see. I, I, I can't really think of a whole bunch of else. I mean, I've been really busy with other things. Uh, I do want to talk uh, briefly about. Um, 
Sound City. Now, if you guys haven't seen Sound City or haven't heard of it, it is the new documentary that uh, Dave Grohl has put out. Um, I thought for a while that it was going to be like a lot of things, and we were going to... It debuted at Sundance this year, and I thought, fuck, we're going to have to wait a long time to see this thing. It's probably you know only going to come out to a select couple of theaters, but they did the genius thing of actually putting it online day and date with its actual very small theatrical run. And, um, well, let me go, let me, I'm just going to go ahead and play the trailer for you and then you can figure out a little bit about what it's about. Then I'm going to talk about, uh, not, not so much about the movie again, and I'll talk a little bit about the movie, but I'll talk more about the, um, the distribution style of it. And maybe this will be a film find five one day that we'll talk about online distributing and other things like that. But, uh, here's a trailer for, uh, Sound City. Where is it? I've turned it off. Hold on. Folks, this is what happens when you're, when you're doing stuff live. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You turn out to be stupid. Like me, right now. I could edit this out of the program, but you know what? I won't. I won't, because that's my commitment to you people. I'm going to fuck up live, and that's the only way I'm going to get good at this. See, uh, if, you want, if you guys want Matt to come back where this is a little bit more organic, uh, thefilmfind at gmail.com. Let him know. All right, so here, <laughs> here is the trailer for Sound City. When we showed up at Sound City, what is this place? Because I don't know that we can make a record in here. When you walk into Sound City, you either love it or you hate it. Looks kind of dumpy. Brown shag carpet on the wall. That's the kind of thing that you would do to your van. But walking down the hallway and seeing all of those platinum records on the wall, that's what I'm talking about. Tom Petty. Fleetwood Mac. Neil Young, man. Cheap Trick. Chili Peppers. Pat Benatar. Guns N' Roses. Nine Inch Nails. Before I Earth. Rap. Johnny Cash. Metallica. Dude, how many music albums have been made there? Who chose Sound City because Nevermind was recorded there? <laughs> this guy, Rupert Neve, designed these next generation consoles. There's only four like this in the world. There's something about the Neve sound. It's a pretty badass console. When you came to work at Sound City, it was a tape-based studio. You knew what you were getting. Sound City was a place where real men went to make records. All during the 80s, you listen to one of these stations where they played rock and roll. Seven or eight out of ten songs were recorded at Sound City. I was wondering whoever used the board after us if they had a burning sensation in the next morning. Then they'd know we were there. <laughs> Other studios started to shift. Everything's got to be digital. Now you can record audio into the computer. I heard some young guy in a band say, you don't have to practice anymore. Or you just slice it up in the computer, and it comes out perfectly. Sound City, it just couldn't keep up. Started selling off the gear in Studio B. I thought that board would just go straight to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm trying to move on, but it's been hard. Like many things, there's no bookstore, there's no music store, and there's no Sound City. In this age of technology, where you can manipulate anything, how do we retain that human element? Let's rock, let's play, let's record. Be true to yourself and make the music that you love. Chemistry is something that happens between people. The conversation became something much bigger. How do we keep music to sound like people? It sort of like evolves until it hits this point and maybe goes. All right, everybody, that was a trailer for Sound City. Uh, available now, just, um, just Google Sound City uh, movie 
and you'll be able to find it and uh, pick it up for twelve. I think it's like twelve ninety nine or something. Uh, it's a pretty great deal if you already have an Amazon account. Don't worry about it. It's boom, boom, boom. It's kind of the Louis C.K. model. Uh, you get it, you download it. Uh, it's, uh, uh, DRM free and everything, so you can uh, do all that, burn it onto a CD, stream it to your console or whatnot. And uh, but this is it, it's a really great movie, and I think a lot of the things in this movie are very analogous to uh, where we are with film. Um, the whole thing with they they want to um, kind of keep this the 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 analogness of of music alive. So they you know record on this analog console, recording to tape, something that just no one does anymore now. And I think we're also at that kind of point where you know film is ex- the exact same way. Film itself, I mean, Kodak has gone out of is almost. I don't, I'm not sure if they're 100 percent out of business at this point, but they're not printing any film anymore. Fuji, who is the only one taking up the slack at that point, uh, they've almost but all but uh, stopped producing film. Everyone's going over to digital now. Uh, try to go into a movie theater now and, and see a non digitally projected film now. 4K looks good uh, don't get me wrong 4k looks fantastic but uh there is just something about film and um it's weird because in film school I, I've, I've gone through different uh different uh phases of my life initially i was a uh i was kind of uh, before film school i was like a film purist it was just like everything must be shot on film uh and everything everything must be projected in film uh, I am this this purest kind of person. Then I actually shot with film, and uh, it was fucking terrible. It was a it was a giant waste of time. And uh, it, it, and honestly, if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, it's gonna look like crap. We talked about this in another show. Um, you know, you can have the best equipment in the world, but if you don't know how to use it, it's it's not gonna you know translate over. Um, but then after after film school, or uh, actually during a break. During a break, uh, Robert Rodriguez's uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico came out on DVD. And in that DVD, he does a little talk about uh, the transition of of for him to digital. And uh, he he gives this story, and I'm not going to do the whole story. But again, uh, but basically what it all amounted to was why use why waste your time with, you know, trying a lot of different guesswork. And why do something that has always been done? And I was like, you know, we did waste a lot of time sitting on the set with light meters and trying to figure out what was what. Where does the where does the light peak up? Where does it fall off into darkness? So a lot of time did seem to be wasted while you're looking at your watch, going, "We're burning daylight here trying to get this done." Uh, so I became like a big I became a big digital uh, digital proponent at that point. I said, you know what, we don't really need film. You know, we, we can go digital, and I got a, uh, you know, and I was very whole hog behind digital. But the more time goes by, the more I find myself kind of leaning back towards uh, somewhat film. It's, that's not to say that I don't think that, you know, some great things can't be made with digital, because that's not fucking true at all. Just look at, you know, any of David Fincher's work. Um, but I, I will say that it's just, at this point, I, 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 digital is kind of it's wearing on me a little bit at least as far as from a projection a projection standpoint as far as a shooting standpoint um i I still don't know where where to lay on it and uh and music's kind of the same way too that's what uh that's what sound city is about is just trying to keep that that organic element into it uh with digital there it's just there's so much crispness there's so much 
information, and it sounds redundant and stupid to say that you want something to look worse. Most people want things to look as absolutely beautiful as they possibly can, and digital does provide that in some way, but also takes something away from it. I mean, that's what, you know, that's the experience that I got when I went to see The Hobbit in 48 frames a second. It was, um, it was this giant digital stream coming at me. It didn't look right. It, it looked too real. It looked like this hyper-realistic thing, and that's not what I want in cinema. And, you know, that's what we shouldn't want in music either. I mean, and, and there's a whole other argument as well with music and, you know, the MP3 and the CD player and all that shit. Uh, because I, I'm a big proponent of vinyl, and not for the hipster kind of like, oh, I like collecting vinyl because it's cool and retro. It's it, yeah, That is cool. It is retro and whatever, but, um, you know, most of those dipshits who do that, uh, who are hipsters, they have shitty stereo systems. I have a pretty decent stereo system, so, you know, vinyl is helped by, a, you know, a decent stereo system. But, uh, anyways, let's go back to... <laughs> uh, but uh, but that's that's what we're looking at in Sound City, is trying to keep that human quality in, uh, in music, and it's all revolved around this board that was handmade, like you heard in the trailer. You know, there's only like four of them in the world. And the uh, it's basically the decline of of the big giant you know great albums being cut in st- in sound studios to being able to be recorded in a in a uh, in a home or in someone's you know basement or something i mean for Christ's sakes let's let's talk about what we're doing right now i'm recording on digital you know through a board right now that you know 30 years ago they would have been like oh the only place that you can do this is you know in a radio station you can't sit there and have something re- record something in multi-track and be able to put it out to people without having a radio station so there's the yin and yang of it it's there's everybody gets to do it but yet there's going to be a plethora of crap i mean and you know i'm i'm starting to think my show's crap but no uh, it's um so there's a lot of stuff to wade through, and there's the yin and yang of, of a lot of it, like I said. So, um, but uh, I, I do want to say that Sound City is is a great documentary. Um, you get to see Paul McCartney jam at the end, man. And I gotta say, you thought Paul McCartney was old as shit and c- couldn't really do it anymore, and uh, I don't know, he still got it in him after you hear that song. It's like him and Dave Grohl they kind of jam at the end of it there, and uh, it's good stuff. But it's uh, it's shot very well. Uh, the editing is great, and i got to say, for his first little outing here, Dave Grohl has done something great. Um, so like I said, Sound City, uh, it's available now. Go get it. It's uh, it's 12 bucks, and you're actually supporting a filmmaker. And I want to talk about that for just a second. Um, like I said, it, it's great that you can actually go on this website and get this, and I think this is something that, that I enjoy um, filmmakers doing. Because uh, Room 237, a documentary that uh, I've been following for a little bit now, uh, is coming out at the end of March. And they're going to be doing, uh, like like Sound City, they're going to be doing a small theatrical re- uh, release. But they will also be doing a, I think they're doing a small theatrical release. I could be wrong about that. But they'll also be releasing on uh, iTunes as well. And I really think that this is something that, uh, you know, small, especially independent type documentaries need to do to get their stuff out there. And I know that it's, it's it's counter to exactly, you know, what I like. I would rather much rather watch something, you know, on the big screen. But if there's only, you know, 
if there's just a small way of getting things, then this is definitely the way to go about it. So, uh, uh, kudos to Dave Grohl and kudos to anybody who puts out something independently that is, you know, doing something the opposite of what the man wants them to do. And, uh, it's, it's, it's good business as far as I'm concerned. So what we're going to do guys is, uh, I'm going to take a little break and, um, I think we're going to just come back and we're going to say fuck it and talk about, um, talk about the last exorcism too. Was this a good movie? Is it something that anyone should have gone to this weekend? Did you go see it this weekend? You probably made a mistake if you did. Anyways, we're going to take a little break and, uh, we'll be right back. everybody here we go um if you have a problem with today's show i'm sorry it is uh i i you know it's growing pains man i am uh i'm, I'm definitely kirk cameron in this situation <laughs> i don't know what the fuck that means but uh yeah I'm, I'm i'm doing the whole show uh switching the board live and um frankly I, i'm okay at it you know i'm not great i don't know what the fuck i'm doing half the time i'm trying to figure stuff out I'm trying to learn things, and without someone to bounce off of, so I can, you know, let them talk while I try to search for shit. Uh, it's is uh, it's difficult, but uh, we're making the best of it. So you know, you know, as they say, is this a five o'clock free crack giveaway? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. Okay, guys, what we're gonna do now is uh, take a look at the uh, a, a movie that came out this week that I don't even think uh, cracked the top three. And uh, we'll find out if that is a good or a bad thing. Here is the trailer for The Last Exorcism 2. Do you remember your name? What month it is? What year? Amazing Grace. All we have to do is accept his love and let him in your heart. How sweet the sound. We're going to make you better. I promise. That's safe. Like me, I want 
can't run from him. He has great plans for you. piece of him is still inside you. Right we will summon him. Are you certain? Yeah, it's right there. Okay, that was the trailer for The Last Exorcism 2. Clearly, I picked a shitty trailer. Uh, but that's not really true because the movie itself is kind of shitty let's be frank uh now let's let's talk quickly about the last exorcism the first movie that came out oh, a year or two ago um i thoroughly enjoyed it it was a found footage uh movie uh produced by eli roth um it was enjoyable i, I went into it thinking this is going to be crap and really had quite a good time with it and The Last Exorcism 2 takes all of that fun away. They've ditched the um, the found footage um, aspect of it, which you would think, okay, we're going over to a more traditional narrative that this is going to be a, um, a much slicker, it's going to seem like the budget is much higher, but it doesn't. It actually seems like the budget is lower. It takes away all the... All of the... I don't want to say realness. I don't know that that's necessarily the right term to use. But um, nothing... It doesn't seem like there's any sort of consequences in this. It's so odd because... I, at first, you know, I thought that this might be something like... Um, what, I, what I kind of hoped they would have done with Cloverfield. <clears throat> Cloverfield was a, uh, was a found footage movie. And I always hoped that um, they would bring Cloverfield out. It would do well. And then... Because that was a that was a a found footage thing, and then like maybe a year or two later, release like the real Cloverfield movie, like that was actually done in a proper, straightforward narrative, and that like Cloverfield would have been like the most expensive trailer for a greater movie that you know we were yet to see. And I was hoping <laughs> I was like, oh man, maybe uh, Last Exorcism two would be not even fucking close, not even close. Um. It stars uh, the same girl as before, and um, like I said, I'm, we're just, I'm going to forego a lot of names here. Very tired today, so we're just going <laughs> to, it is a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants episode of the film, fine. And, uh, but uh, same girl, and basically at the end of The, la uh, of the Last Exorcism, uh, it's kind of left on a cliffhanger. You think probably everyone is dead. I guess this girl is not dead at the end. They find her uh, kind of roaming uh, through somebody's uh, apartment. I don't know. That part doesn't really make sense at the beginning there. Um, essentially, they end up putting her in this uh, this home for girls. And uh, strange things happen. She gets these flashbacks. These kind of memories happen. Um, I, I'm not going to go too much into it. Because I'm going to be honest. This movie's all over the place. I don't think it's very intelligent. I don't think it knows what it wants to do. I think that it believes that it's much scarier and ominous than it truly is. The sad part about the whole movie is is that there's something deep down inside that's good. There's there's a good movie under here that's struggling to get out. It's clawing its way at at coming out saying, "Look at me, look at me. I am a good movie." But it is not. It's a horrible movie. It's just 
like I said, the, there's a couple of moments of tension. You feel tension, but the only thing that ever really lets that truly scares you, if these things scare you, which uh, they never scare me because I see them coming from a mile away, is jump scares. Just the cheapest, crappest jump scares. And it's like, who cares? She goes, they try to get the demon out of her yet again in this different way. But it's it takes... You, you think the guy who runs the girls' home is going to be kind of like the Doubting Thomas character as the uh, as the uh, the preacher was in the in the first movie, and that's what was so great about the first one is that it had a good proper story to it. It was a, about a preacher who had lost lost his own faith and everything. Goes out and does is, is going to do a documentary proving that exorcisms are fake, only to come across a girl who is actually possessed by the devil. It's, or a devil or demon or whatever, I forget, uh, specifically. But that was what was so cool about it. It was this, it was this guy formerly of faith then being confronted with, with actual evil. And that was what was interesting about it. This, there's nothing interesting. It's kind of, it's your standard possession story that's done cheaply. It feels cheap. It feels like this movie costs nothing to make, and uh, I, I'm really I'm saddened that Eli Roth would still end up putting his name on this after the the first one was actually really good. And uh, it's a it's a different director and everything, but I, if I'm not mistaken, but it's just it's boring. And uh, it <laughs> a guy in the theater said it best. He was in the back. Credits rolled, and he just, and uh, it's a big black dude, and he's just in the back, just go. they better not be making no part three. And uh, I, I believe that. They, they they should not make a part three. They should quit while they're behind and just get out of it. So uh, The Last Exorcism 2, I don't even know if it's worth a free rental. Uh, just go watch the first one again because it's good. Pretend that, you know, the movie ends where the movie ends and doesn't go any further than that because... If you try to go further than that, you'll just be wasting your time, quite honestly. So, that is it for my review of The Last Exorcism. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about what we're going to talk about. Uh, I'll talk about a little bit about the film find and we'll uh, uh, film find five and uh, wrap up the whole show. So, uh, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back.
right, everybody. That is it for the solo edition of the Film Find. Oh, boy. I gotta say, um, not the greatest episode we've ever done. But then again, solo episodes are never, ever easy. And uh, I promise next time I will definitely be coming more prepared. But uh, Matt will be back. Actually, he's back now. He's back now because uh, we have uh, five Film Find 5 episodes for you uh, this week. So what I want you guys to do is uh, stay subscribed because this week we're going to be talking about some interesting things. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, the Evil Dead 4 remake. We're going to be talking about uh, how Jack the Giant Slayer uh, didn't slay jack shit at the box office. Uh, We'll also be talking about Rhythm and Hughes and the whole... um, the whole visual effects crisis. We'll be talking about, uh, oh, assholes in theaters and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, excuse me. Please stay subscribed and, um, you know, that's how you can do it. Uh, so, if you have any uh, questions, comments, anything like that, please feel free to email me at thefilmfind at gmail.com. Also, uh, you know, Matt's going to be busy a lot. Uh, Laura's busy a lot. These these guys go to school and do some, uh, they're, uh, they're scholarly people, you know, so they they're not going to be able to get um, get to be here every single week. So I that's what I want from you guys is I want somebody to uh, possibly co-host this thing with me. So if you're interested in co-hosting an episode here or there, I mean, what other podcast gives you that option? What other podcast says, hey, do you want to do you want to fucking co-host this shit? You want to come on for an episode? We'll talk about stuff. That's what I that's what I want to do. I want to kind of throw it out there to you and see who wants to uh, become a uh, a member. Who who wants to be a member of the Midnight Society? And I, I don't know what the fuck that means, but um, yeah. So uh, the film the the film find at gmail dot com. Please come and uh, subscribe to the podcast. Do all of these things. And uh, it, it helps us out. Please review us on iTunes. Now uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep repeating this over and over. Uh, we need five written reviews on iTunes. Now we're gonna take those top five. We're gonna look at them and we're gonna see um, which one is the best. And then we're gonna send them stuff, a whole bunch of stuff. We have some sort of prize pack that uh, Matt and I are putting together to uh, try and figure out. So. Uh, Please review us on iTunes, um, and you can go to thefilmfind.com to follow us on Facebook and everything, and um, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz, and, um, you know, at the end of the day, let, let's be honest, we all want we all want Matt to come back, don't we? Hmm? Do you know what he's doing, right? You know, you, you know what Matt's up to? I'm sexy. I'm a scholar. See? Thinks he's a genius. People like me. Mm, yeah. They do, Matt, and that's why they want you back on this podcast. So, um, until then, everybody, I'm Adam Portress, and um, let me see if I can find us an outro song here. Again, this is what happens when you uh, don't do anything. You get crazy, and uh, you start looking at shit. You can't figure things out. I'm a big dummy. Anyways, I'm going to blindly pick something. Just blindly. That's not blind. I'm looking at things. All right. Blind pick. Ooh, all right. Guys, we'll see you next time.
If you're still listening, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you, man, because holy smokes. Not going to lie to you, folks. Not a boatload of uh, show prep today. Not a lot of uh, thinking through things. I know it sound down, down and out. I haven't had a boatload of sleep. I had some sleep. But uh, trying to get things together. Um, but do stay subscribed because the uh, the film Fine Fives are actually pretty good this week. I'm very energetic. Things are very done very well. Um, the shows are very well put together. Uh, so enjoy those. Enjoy those. And I'm sorry for this one. We'll do better. I swear. Um, but yeah, we we'll do better. We'll always do better with feedback. So you know, give me something to uh, give me something to read. The film at gmail dot com. Like I always say, call us assholes. We'll uh, we'll fucking read it. You guys are the biggest douchebags on the face of planet Earth. We'll read that. We don't care. But, um, yeah. Short show. Apologize for its uh, lack of greatness. Um, it's one of those things. We can only go up from here. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, again, I want to want to extend that uh, invitation out. If anyone out there would uh, would like to co-host an episode or something, uh, you know, we'd love to have you. It'd be interesting. Uh, all you need is uh, Skype, pretty much Skype and a pair of headphones, and I can do the rest. Um, but yeah, thefilmfind at gmail dot com or uh, on Twitter at thefilmfind. Any of these things. Um, so that's it for this week, guys. Um, thanks for listening as long as you did. If you did indeed listen this long. And uh, enjoy the film Fine Fives this week. They're 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 pretty wicked and uh, way better than what we're doing. So that is it for me, guys, and uh, that is it for the after show. We'll see you next week.